recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. PWCites out there. What's going on to the Hustleites out there? What's going on, Jimmy T? What's going on, Chris Hembones? What's going on to everybody at the Pro Wrestling Coalition? It is your friendly neighborhood professor with a quick, a, and I'm probably quick enough. Maybe you might hear this on the skirmish. Maybe it might be a solo perspective, but it is a professor's perspective here on the PWC Network at Podbean.com or the PWC Network at Podbean.com. Whichever platform you find the professor's perspective, you will know that you are finding the most objective, the most magnanimous, the most important, the most glorious perspectives in the IWC, YWC out there today. You are going to find the most objective perspectives in this podcast punditry. It is moi, the professor, Chabeva Cruz. In this quick professor's perspective, you know, all the gaga that happened a couple of days ago with another five-star match classic, according to the big man, the big dog, David Meltzer. He has given, yes, Brian Danielson his second five-star match this year alone. He's had more five-star matches this year than in Ring of Honor and WWE combined. And you know why I could say that statement? Because he never had a five-star match in Ring of Honor and a five-star match in WWE combined at all. So the question must be put out there. What is the bias that Dave Meltzer has? The, the affinity for putting five-star matches in only two places, Japan and AEW. I mean, what does he see there that he doesn't see anywhere else? He hardly sees five-star matches in WWE. Probably is given a five-star match for NXT once or twice. But yet in NXT, I mean, not NXT, AEW, he throws five-star matches out of his ass. And, of course, in Japan, he didn't—he stopped giving five-star matches. When it got better to him, he gave seven-star matches. He gave eight-star matches. He probably would have gave it to the moon-star matches like Cameron Grimes. But that's neither here nor there. But... 
this professor's perspective specifically wants to acknowledge Brian Danielson and Adam Page. They had a 60-minute draw at Winter is Coming at this past week's AEW Dynamite. Now, the professor is not discounting the effort that these two gladiators put out there for 60 minutes. I watched this match wholeheartedly. I was at the edge of my seat watching this match. But you know what? I hate to say it to the big dog, Dave Meltzer, and I hate to say it to a lot of fans, but you know what? I can't give this match five stars. The professor can't do it. But the professor can say this. It's a four-star match. It's a four-and-a-quarter-star match. Or it's a a a four-and-a-half-star match. The most. And the reason I want to give it at least a four to a a four-and-a-half-star match is only one main big reason that a lot of pundits are forgetting and that probably a lot of fans are forgetting. If you're an AEW shill, you probably forgot this. If you're a WWE shill, you probably don't even care. But again, I'm the most objective man in the IWC, YWC, so I have to put it out there on Front Street. This is not a five-star match for one reason and, and one reason. Well, actually, there's two reasons. So there's two big reasons why this match is not a five-star match. Reason number one is how we got to this match. And it's a very, it's a very telling thing in the professor's eyes that people overlook this. That even the big dog, Dave Meltzer, overlooks this. This storyline was seemingly a journey that we focused on with Brian Danielson. Everything on TV, everything on main TV, on main dynamites, on main rampages was the journey of Brian Danielson getting to that match with Adam Page. Of course, Brian Danielson won the eliminator, beating Miro, and he is due a world title shot. So the story was already there. Now they had to add it because of John Moxley, you know, go you know, taking some time off for mental health reasons and, of course, addiction reasons. We understand that. And Brian Danielson, again, people have to remember this. Brian Danielson and Daniel Bryan characters, whether they're heel or baby faces, are so different. And Brian Danielson's heel work in AEW is so, so good. This is Brian Danielson from Ring of Honor. This is Brian Danielson, the best wrestler in the world, kicking people's asses and saying, you are not even in my league. So while we got that, Brian Danielson, look at the other side. The man who won the championship, the man that everybody was going, was rallying behind, cowboy shit, Adam Page. You know, he, he got his destiny at all out against Kenny Omega. But then what happened? One promo after the fact on Dynamite, Brian Danielson comes out. We know he wants to be, he's going to be the next challenger, next predictable challenger. We got that. But here's the problem that the professor has with the presentation of Adam Page to get to winter is coming. You know, if you follow the professor, if you follow me on these uh, skirmishes here on the PWC networks at podbeam.com, if you follow me on, on the Hammerlock Hangover, Twitter, well, Twitter lines with Jeff Lippman and, and Steve Pena. 
you know that I critique Adam Page because I don't like the presentation of Adam Page. I don't like him being with the dork order. Being with the dork order devalues Adam Page as a top babyface. Cowboy shit don't mean shit when you're still hanging around with dorks. And to get to winter is coming, look at it from a different angle. Now, let, if this was 1988, 89, 90, you know, Sting would be chasing Ric Flair for the heavyweight championship of the world at NWA. But you know what? He has to, Sting has a journey to get to Ric Flair. You got to get through Arn Anderson. You got to get through Tully Blanchard. You got to get through Barry Windham to get to Ric Flair. Do you see the difference? Do you see the difference of street cred that's being built, the legacy that's being built towards Sting to do that kind of scenario? First of all, it makes the storyline good. It makes the rivalry between Sting and the Four Horsemen, it was so good. But again, that's the chase. That's the chase of a good guy chasing a heel. Look at it in 2021. You got Brian Danielson doing the flip. You got the heel doing the journey with a backwards-ass mentality faction. The dork order. I don't care who's in the dork order. And Brian Danielson is supposed to beat the dorks in the dork order. You got a reverse bizarro heel chasing the good guy. The faction storyline in reverse in bizarro order. And you AEW Shields, eat it up. What is wrong with y'all? It was stupid from the beginning. This is why I keep saying Adam Page's presentation since he won the championship is so stupid. You know, Tony, Cock Tony Khan or Tony Khan, man, the booker of the year. No, the presentation is all wrong for Adam Page. The presentation was garbage. Adam Page, after winning this championship, should have been fighting the young upstarts in AEW. Whether it's on Dynamite, whether it's on Rampage, whether it's on, you know, Dark or Dark Elevation, you have to have a man fighting the young upstarts, fighting the Ricky Starks, fighting the uh, Brian Cages, fighting the Joey Janelles. I don't care who, but at least he's out there giving opportunity to young upstarts, even fighting somebody from Private Party or something or butchering the blade. So what? Eliminator matches or matches that they would be granted future title shots. But put Adam Page in the ring and putting out clinics. No, they didn't do that. They didn't want to do that. They just wanted to get Winter is Coming there. And they thought this storyline would be relevant enough for a five-star match. It wasn't relevant enough. And you blinded sheep exacerbate that, that problem. Your heavyweight champion, the fourth champion in AEW history, looks to the professor as the weakest AEW champion right now. And the reason now he's weaker, even after winter is coming, he didn't beat no he didn't beat nobody since fighting uh, Brian Danielson. He hasn't even fought anybody since Kenny Omega. So when you put that out there, that's why this is not a five star match. Reason number two, that this was not a five-star official match, it was a four-star to a four-and-a-half-star, is the overthinking of the booking. 
Now you look at winter is coming. Now everybody, again, is so blinded by this match that they forget everything else, the ripple effects. Two things that you can see with the ripple effects of Tony Khan. Tony Khan had to protect Brian Danielson. Tony Khan had to protect Adam Page with a 60-minute draw. Nothing wrong with that. I can, I can go with that. But here's one problem. Here's, point, here's part A of the problem. The card was weak after the fact. It was basically this match and MJF and Dante Martin. Everything else in the middle of that just was, if you see the ratings, and a lot of people look at that, why don't you go to those uh, breakdowns? And you see the big dip after that match. Some people didn't care about the women's match. Some people didn't care about other little tidbits. They only cared about two matches. And, and your two draws, you know, delivered. You had the 60-minute the draw and, of course, MJF's match. Those are your ratings grabbers. Cool. That's problem number one. The event Winter is Coming was not, a, was not as bigger as... As it seemed to, to the professor. But that's just my humble opinion. Problem number two is. Let's go back into this match. The overthinking. Again. Adam Page. When you overthink this. Adam Page. Not having. Any warm up matches. Not having anything. You know on record. You can, that we can touch. We can look at. We can actually compare to. This is on AEW. This is on Tony Khan with the standings. When you don't have any warm-up matches and any kind of thing to actually, you know, exacerbate Adam Page as the top guy of AEW, then you throw him to the fire with Brian Danielson. Oh, yeah, he held his own. But you know what? You can look at it from two ways. Did Adam Page get made because he went 60 minutes with one of the best wrestlers in the world today and in the past 10 years in Brian Danielson? Well, we could look at that, but here's the problem. If Brian Danielson was the AEW champion, then I agree with you. Adam Page is a made man. But no, Adam Page is the champion. Adam Page needed a definitive, let me say this again, a definitive win against Brian Danielson. For his legacy. Now, if he was the challenger, and like I said, if Brian Danielson was the AEW champion and it went 60 minutes, I'd give him a standing ovation and probably I'd give him five stars. Everything that Tony Khan booked with this was so reversed, bizarro world, that it doesn't make sense. And I wish a lot of AEW shields would actually agree with that or acknowledge that. Like Roman Reigns, our tribal chief. That's neither here nor there. Was Adam Page made? No. You devalued Adam Page as a main eventer. You devalued Ad Adam Page as a world champion, championship material. And now we just wait for Page Danielson 2, which will happen. Can they make it to Revolution all the way up to March? Or are they going to do Battle of the Belts? Which probably is a better scenario for Adam Page to get. Right now, Adam Page needs to be in, this in that ring fighting people open challenges or anything of that nature. Again, fighting young upstarts, getting some wins under his belt as the champ. Or else, you know, nobody, not a lot of people are going to care. Yes, you hear the cowboy shit part, but you know what? 
Cowboy shit doesn't mean shit if he still can't win, uh, have a definitive win in a title defense. Well, I just wanted to put my two cents in. And for all the PWCites out there, if go to the PWS Facebook fan page, because in a couple of, almost to the end of the year of 2021, there will be the 2021 Professor's Perspective Awards. I will lay out the winners of male, female wrestler of the year, tag team of the year, match of the year, and of course, career renaissance wrestler of the year. So find me on my Twitter at PWSOPROF, that's PWSOPROF, mm-hmm. and of course, find me on the PWC, PW, PWSO Networks at Podbeam.com, where I host the most nostalgic pro wrestling podcast in the Podbeam streams, the Pro Wrestling Reflection Podcast, or the PWR Podcast, with myself and Tommy Wonder. Check that out, okay? This has been your friendly neighborhood Professor Chabella Cruz giving you a professor's perspective for your ear holes. See you next time, PWCites. in sports entertainment. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.